I mean, you may, but I'm not the guy signing Ryan Howard for $125 million. You know, when I need something to write on CBSPhilly.com and I'm like, I need I need something to stir people up. Let's see if Jonah said anything about the Phillies. is <laughs> one of my regular things that I check. Um, when I asked you to come on, and we will get to the Phillies, but it's sort of hard to ignore the uh, the other news that came through today. You know, it's funny. Literally, I would have to imagine that nobody is surprised that Ryan Braun was the was a name on the biogenesis list. Nobody's really all that surprised that he's suspended. But still, it seems like there's a lot of like some sort of outrage. I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to, there's a few things going on. First of all, the perception is that Braun won the MVP when Matt Kemp deserved it. And whether or not you agree with P, whether or not you're concerned about the PED stuff, Kemp might have had the better season from an analytical standpoint, but Braun's team did better, blah, blah, blah. So that's one thing. Then you've got the idea that he tested positive after the 2011 season, but got away with it. And basically, you know, at the time I was saying, People say, well, it's a technicality, and I made sure to say it's not a technicality. There was a chain of custody issue, and at that point, you still had to defend the guy because according to the letter of the law, nothing had really been proven that, according to the joint drug agreement, could nail him. Then he starts getting kind of uh, jerkish, let's say, with the collector and with media people writing about it. I mean, anybody who would even broach it, he just kind of went after them. Now, a lot of that was private, and I'm kind of privy to this stuff via the industry, but I can tell you that he, he was pretty jerky about the whole thing. And so now that it's all come down, where he's been lying for two years, and he's kind of thrown people under the bus for the thing, and he won an MVP that people think he didn't deserve and all this stuff, you really get this kind of preponderance of evidence that goes against him, such that he is suspended, and there are a lot of people that are really happy about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's proven that something that we all have known is that the guys who, as soon as they get caught, just sort of throw their arms up and go, you got me, are the guys that the public generally takes it the easiest on. I think that's right. It's interesting. I did a, a I live here in Denver, and I did a Denver hit, and uh, the host was talking about Jason Giambi. Jason Giambi played for the Rockies right at the end here just in the last couple of years, you know, well past his prime and all that. I mean, his teammates revered him, the media loved him, and all that stuff, and I think part of it is that he popped to it. I think the other thing, there's a lot to be said for not being a jerk. I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> Ron is not that likable a guy. Barry Bonds, I love Barry Bonds, the player. I think Barry Bonds is fantastic. I have a Barry Bonds autograph. Bat in my house. He's the coolest. But, you know, media don't like him because he was not a nice guy to them at all, and that's going to work against you. You know, you'll find that that's the case, whether it's Hall of Fame votes, or just perception. The media has the ability to shape the opinions of people who read stuff or watch stuff on TV. And so I think that we have to be very careful with what we say because people will, will respond to it. And so people say, Barry Bonds is a big fat jerk and Mark McGuire isn't, or whatever, then I think that people will act accordingly often. Talking to Jonah Carey of Grantland.com. And I think that's the... A-Rod aside, because we know what the A-Rod reaction will be like, when the rest of these names come out, seeing how people handle it and who's on the list, I think, is the most... The, there are two things. There's there's that part of it. And then there's the whole enormous blurry line of what exactly guys are allowed to do and why they're allowed to do what they're allowed to do, which is the next thing that I think everyone in sports has to figure out. Yeah, you know, there's a lot... <laughs> Well, there's a lot of implications here. To, to me, I think the most fascinating thing is what's going to happen with Texas and Detroit. Nelson Cruz and Johnny Peralta were both named there, too. And uh, those are two good players on two uh, very good pennant contending teams. Matt Garza was just traded to Texas today. They made a big move and cleared out a bunch of their farm system to get the guy. 
and you might lose your second-best hitter. That becomes a big issue for also with Detroit, too. And like you said, you know, what's okay and what's not okay, the rules have changed somewhat here in that there's no positive test. They never had Braun P in the cup and said, oh, you know, here's the blue light just went on, you're gone. It was had to do with this guy, Tony Bosch, who ran the biogenesis clinic. They flipped him. They got what they wanted, and they went after people. That is allowed, according to the joint drug agreement. It's, it's an interesting tactic. It's a, it's a pretty aggressive one, but according to the uh, JDA, it basically says possession, use, any of that stuff qualifies. You don't have to test positive necessarily. So this is what happens. And now we're at the point where, you know, even if someone can prove that you have the stuff, that's good enough. And that does really set a stronger precedent. And I go back to this. People are, are getting upset about, oh, baseball's got this big drug problem. I think it's totally the opposite. Baseball's so aggressive about pursuing people who have done anything that they're by far the league that's toughest on drugs, and I think that they don't get enough credit for it. Football, skates, don't tell me that nobody uses in basketball or hockey or tennis or golf. That's totally ridiculous. It's just that there's this romantic ideal of baseball that makes people freak out about this whole thing, uh, when in fact baseball is, is, in my opinion, doing a great job. I think they have curtailed use quite a bit. And these suspensions are a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, you know, all you have to do, and I know this sounds like it's sort of a simpleton way to look at it, but all you have to do is look at football players and basketball players now compared to 20 years ago and know that there's something going on. Like the eye test, they're too big, you know? It's like there are too many guys that have made too many strides too quickly for there not to be that stuff going on. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, you know, listen, there are no human beings that weigh 300 pounds and we're in a 4440 and are not chemically enhanced. I don't, that's not, that's some sort of magical parallel universe. And I'm not saying, oh my God, these sports are terrible. I'm not really, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that I'm soft on PGs, but I don't get too upset about it. I just get upset about the fact that baseball gets completely vilified and these other sports completely get a pass. And again, I think it goes to the hackneyed way that we approach sports, that baseball is this pastoral sport and it dates back to my great-grandfather and because I'm 5'9", 160 and so is Dustin Pedroia, then okay, these guys shouldn't be able to juice and anybody who's bigger, whatever, whereas football sure, I can't possibly be a football player I expect these guys to be gladiators and knock each other out, so it's totally fine. That's a complete crazy double standard and I think it, it harms baseball in the long run. Yeah, to me it's not even about PEDs, it's about just the rules whether it's either, it's either against the rules or it's not against the rules, right. and you know what I mean? I, I don't have a, a moral I don't feel any sort of moral Moral uh, tendency for or against PEDs because I don't I don't know what the difference sometimes between HDH and cortisone is. You know what I mean? Like they can sure. use, they can use one thing, but they can't use the other, and I can't figure out why. I just want to know what's against the rules or not. So uh, blood spin, I mean, blood spinning like Kobe Bryant did, and all this stuff. There are all kinds of ways. Tommy John surgery, you know, anything, just any advance that's happened since Sandy Koufax's day when he literally had to put his elbow in pickle brine in order to get back out there three days later. You know, there's been a lot of advances, and, and, and I agree with you. I think that it is a matter of rules. No, I don't think all the rules are always just. I think that there are rules that are uh, too much, not enough, whatever. But, uh, you know, everybody has to play by the same one, so do, you do the best you can. Talking to the uh, fantastic baseball writer for Grantland.com, Jonah Carey. Um, all right. It's baseball time. You, you ready? I mean, Phillies time, rather. You, you ready for a little Phillies talk? All right. First, that trade for Matt Garza today. Um, yeah. It seemed like a pretty serious haul. Um, does that seem like a similar haul that the Phillies could get for Cliff Lee were they to set, decide to trade Cliff Lee? Well, first of all, I find it so delightfully adorable that you think that Ruben Amaro Jr. is going to trade any veteran <laughs> for any. That's so great, Spike. That's awesome. Good for you, buddy. No, I really kind of doubt that's going to happen. The Phillies are hovering around 500. 
And it's not just Amaro. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm using him as a scapegoat. But that's his mandate. That's what his bosses want. You know, and, and I think that there is some justification for it because the Phillies had this great attendance run going and they've got all this TV money coming down the pike and all this stuff. Fans are weird. You know, you and I could sit here and say, analytically, of course it makes sense to trade Chase Utley or Jimmy Rollins or Cliff Lee, but some casual fans are going to get pissed off and they're not going to come back. And that's a big problem when you're on the cusp, when you are currently making a lot of money and not on the cusp of making more, you have to be careful. Sometimes perception matters for a lot. So I am sensitive to that to some extent. However, I think that in the long run, winning is what's going to play. Now, I think with Lee, it's a little trickier because even though he's making $25 million, from an analytical standpoint, wins above replacement, blah, 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 he's totally worth $25 million. But on the trade market, if you put him out there, there are so few suitors that will actually pay the money that he's actually worth that it diminishes his value. So the Phillies would have to kick in a ton of money. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars to get the better prospects back based on the perceived value with his contract. That's why I think it gets tricky. Clifley's a much better pitcher than Matt Garza. It is a good thing and not a bad thing that he signed for multiple years. All that's great. But because of whatever it is, this industry perception, oh, I'm not spending money, I'm not spending money. Unless it's the Dodgers, nobody's going to go out and get him. I think that ultimately harms the Phillies. He should be worth more than Garza, but I don't think he is. Um, You did make a good point about Amaro's marching orders, um, and it's sort of hard to know. There's so many people involved. It's sort of know, sort of hard to know who did what. Their draft over the last four or five years hasn't seemed to be that good either. That that seems like it was a, a contributing factor to all of this. Oh sure, and and listen, I, I don't think the, the Phillies are boobs or incompetent or whatever. They've made some mistakes, but obviously they were a tremendously successful team for half a decade. And even if you talk about the draft. There's a reason. The Phillies are drafting 20-something every year because they're darn good. You know, now they haven't been as good over the last couple of years, so it changes things a little bit. But I think you get a little bit of a pass for that if you're whiffing on 27 versus 1 or 2 or 3 or 5 or 10. Sure. But, you know, ultimately you should be able to hit on something in the second or third or fourth or 20th round. There should be some signs. Now, we don't know. Some of these guys could pan out. Maybe yes, maybe no. But you have to wonder about it. And it's, that's what's so striking about Dominic Brown to me is he's having this tremendous season – but he's like this, you know, this, this bouquet of roses that's growing in a nuclear treatment, waste treatment plant. It's just like... He's Don't just mince words, Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying for all these analogies. He's, he's just such a wonderful player. I like watching him aesthetically. He's got the numbers, but it's so rare with this team. You go back to the Rollins and the Utley and, and the Howard. I mean, that's the last generation of these great homegrown guys. I guess Hamels, you could argue, too. But, you know, for the most part, it's been... The legacy guys that they developed 10 years ago, and then, of course, getting Lee and Halliday and so forth, that's how they won. It's not like they've been pumping young talent into that lineup. It's exactly the opposite. They've been missing that for years. Um, so the disconcerting t- thing to me, and I would imagine uh, you as well, is that moving, if you, if you cared whether the Phillies did well or not, but moving forward, yeah. um, the baseball seems to be um, changing in that the teams that just spend and spend and spend – are not do not have the same sort of advantage that they used to have. Um, players are getting signed earlier to the teams that yep. drafted them, and the free agents just aren't the same quality. If if the Phillies' outlook, you know, even if they <laughs> the the whole uh, I, I can't even figure out how how do you fix this? I mean, do they have to? If you were to fix it, if you were in charge, how do you bl- do you blow it up completely? How do you move forward with this? 
No, I don't think I, I do. I am sensitive to some of the stuff that we talked about with reputation and and revenue and so forth. You do need revenue to run a team, and plus, you know, it's a for profit business. This is not a charity, so I get all that. I, I would split the difference here. I think that Lee is a valuable asset because the Phillies have all these resources, and he signed for multiple more years. Keep him with Hamels. That, that's a great. I know Hamels is whatever he is, three and twelve or whatever. I, I completely don't care about that. That's fine. Hamels will be fine. Everything is fine. One loss record is bogus. That doesn't bother me. So those guys will be fine. But I'll leave a free agent at the end of this year. You know, and you can maybe get a pick if you offer him fourteen million dollars at the end of the year and so forth. But I think it behooves the club to see if you could do better than the qualifying uh, compensation pick. I think that would be interesting to look at. Rollins is a free agent after last year. He's not the guy that he was. He's certainly not a long-term keeper. I put it out there. Do you know how many teams could use a shortstop, even a diminished Rollins at this point? How about the St. Louis Cardinals, who have maybe the worst shortstop in baseball, one of the worst? Jimmy Rollins would be a great fit for that team, and they could actually afford him because they got money and so forth. That'd be interesting. I just think that you need to explore all options. I'm really not an absolutist. I don't say, oh, gosh, homegrown teams are the best and being mercenaries is terrible. Well, no. The Phillies won a World Series, and that's great, and there are all kinds of ways to skin a cat and all that stuff. I just think that you should be flexible. You should be open in your approach, and you should put guys out there. And that means, that, you know, maybe Lee, but certainly Utley and uh, – Rollins, and maybe some other guys, too. Papelbon, I mean, I don't know what his market value is right now because his velocity is down. He's not the guy that he was. But if you could trade Papelbon and get some stuff for him, he's a relief pitcher. Relief pitchers grow on trees. If you, him. Go get somebody else. I think that could work out well, too. If you could not pay him for the next two years. You know, if you could not have $14 million a year sure. tied up in Papelbon, would be a bonus, too. Uh, talking to Jonah Carey of Grantland.com. The last thing I wanted to ask you was a, a, a really interesting point I thought you made on uh, the Simmons podcast about when players get to free agency and essentially – you know, it, it's rarely even money well spent, uh, a big deal and a big free agent now. Um, I'm just wondering if you could sort of re-explain that, just sort of the, you know, the, the age that the guys are when they make it to free agency. Sure, the way baseball works is you, if it's just the fastest route is six years. So you make the majors and six years later you become eligible for free agency. There are guys like Trout and Harper who make the majors when they're 20 or 21. That's pretty unusual. You're usually talking 24, 25 uh, so you're getting on toward 30 by the time you get there. The age curve, Bill James studied this years and years ago. It's something like 27 is when guys peak. It's typically mid to late 20s. There are, of course, exceptions. Sometimes they're chemically enhancing, sometimes they're not. But for the most part, that's true. And so guys are kind of leveling off by the time you get to 30. And by the time you get to 32 and 33 and 34, now you're in the decline phase. So if you're signing a seven-year contract at 30 or 31, that the odds are just heavily against you. So... Yeah, it does create a weird situation. It doesn't mean you should never sign a free agent. I think that if you are a team that has a lot of revenue, you kind of accept it. And one of the things that people miss about free agency, you, know, you look at the end of a deal and you say, well, gosh, she signed this deal and in 2020. That's going to be a big albatross. Except that you're making a profit at the beginning. It didn't work out in the case of, let's say, Ryan Howard, but there are certain guys where you sign him for, even if it's $20 million a year, and there are 25 or $30 million player in terms of wins and so forth at the beginning. In the middle, you're probably about breaking even. It's only at the end where it's a problem. Teams are willing to accept the end. So if you're the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, or, yes, even the Phillies, I don't think you should stop signing free agents. I just think you need to evaluate who you're going after a little bit better. The problem with Howard specifically is that he was this big barrel-chested slugger with no value other than that he could hit for power. Well, that's Mo Vaughn, that's Cecil Fielder, that's a trillion guys who come before him, but all have the same profile. Maybe they, those get a little fatter, but they have the same profile and it didn't work out. That's the stuff you have to pay attention to, whereas Chase Utley, 
who's this guy who does everything well. He walks and he hits for average and power and defense and speed. If one or two of those things starts to go, you still have the ability to benefit from those other skills. So I think it's just a matter of just plain old meat and potatoes player evaluation, not saying all free agents are bad or no free agents are bad, just saying, you know, basic scouting. Get me this player because he's good. I don't want this other guy because he's one-dimensional. Yeah, it's sort of the Prince Fielder contract. I mean, when they sign that contract and I just look at Prince Fielder, you know, I physically look at Prince Fielder and I say, there's just, there's no way that body's going to hold up. And he's, well, he's healthier than you think for a 300-pound guy. I was, well, I don't think so, you know, and I think it's all who knows how the rest of this year is going to go. But I, I just can't imagine that guy holding up over the next eight years, nine years. And the other thing, of course, in this equation is that it might have nothing to do with the general manager or the scouts or anything. It's going to come down to the owner. Mike Illich is in his 80s. He's a very rich man who makes pizza that I'm not going to comment on. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of situation where he says, I want to win a World Series before I die. The last time the Tigers won a World Series was 19, uh, what is it, 84. And uh, they're just in a position where they're saying, okay, well, you know, we want to go for it. And so we're going to throw the money at Phil. This wasn't a Dave Dombrowski move. Dave Dombrowski is a player development guy at heart. He used to be with the Expos and the Marlins where they developed, you know, Marquise Grissom and uh, Miguel Cabrera and all these guys. That's where this guy comes from. He's not one to go out and spend $200 million on a big old guy who plays for his base. So, yeah, whether it's him, whether it's Artie Marino, whatever, you could say, oh, this isn't worthwhile or I don't think this is a good deal. But at the end of it, it, it might come down to somebody else's decision. I, I don't know that you could say that in silly, absolutely. But I think that Ruben Amaro is, let's say, a co-conspirator. I think there are people above him who want to spend a lot of money on famous players. And so the general manager gets the carte blanche and he goes ahead and does it. Jonah Carey, you can read his stuff on grantland.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Jonah Carey. I, pre- I know you've had a long day of talking about baseball, and I appreciate you, uh, you winding that day up with me and the rest of Philadelphia. And my debut on, on WIP, very exciting. Thank you for having me. And it's exciting for me as well. Um, and get, give Andy Greenwald a break, will you? I mean, Andy I, is the nicest guy <laughs> in the universe. I try hard not to try. It's mostly Bill Barnwell that goes after him. He does, he does. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, can we play? We've been looking for, thank you to Jonah, by the way. His stuff is great. I, I, feel, I always feel like I, you know. The, the, the best sports writers, I find, um, and now that you have access to so many more because of the in- Internet, are the ones that you read and you feel like you know more about the sport after reading them. Uh, and Jonah Carey is one of those guys that when I after I read, and it's not all stats and it's not all this and not all that. It's just a guy that um, when I read Jonah Carey stuff, I feel like I know baseball better after reading it. So um, you should read it. Uh, again, follow him on Twitter at Jonah Carey. Read at Grantland.com. Um, two things coming up next. First, a very important media figure weighs in on what the royal baby should be named and it is a very familiar name that's what i'll tell you um and we have a uh, surprise guest next as well if you'll hang around a surprise guest as well so uh, and your calls ready to take them uh, mike is next and you as well xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494 pound 9494 on your at&t and verizon cell i'm spike eskin 94 wip sports time is 11 20 I'm Sue Schilling with this 2020 sports up tested to promote a more positive mood. Lumiday has helped thousands of people feel more relaxed and enjoy happier days. And it's now the number one selling mood enhancement supplement at GNC. 
Now you have a special opportunity to try a two-week sample and experience the life-changing Lumide difference for yourself. So if you're ready to feel more relaxed, confident, and positive, call us now and we'll rush a complimentary sample to your door. Lumide is available at GNC, Rite Aid Pharmacies, and Vitamin World. But you can only get your complimentary two-week sample by calling now. 1-800-700-1989. That's 1-800-700-1989. Now back to more sports talk. This is the new Sports Radio 94 WIP. You know, sometimes I wonder why I do what I do. Because I'm surrounded by amateurs <laughs> here at this radio station. I am, well, Stop a couple of amateurs. talking about the morning show like that. No, that is not, I'm not talking about the morning show. I have incredible respect for the morning show and their work they put in. It's the people that waltz in here in the middle of the night thinking they know everything that's the problem. I worked. I was working. Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494. Beg you to, to call so I don't have to talk anymore. Howard Eskin, who just finished up over at Fox 29, coming in and throwing a temper tantrum because Sam Hinkie is having a press conference during no, his no, precious that, Eagles that, training that camp. Not that he, he can't even watch. That's not even stating it correctly. Don't I you guys said, have to go stand outside of Novacare and interview rookies? Isn't that tomorrow? That's because all people care about is football right, right now. Right. Uh, and really, that's it. I mean, that's why this mm-hmm. city is... But, but I'm not going to get into that right now. What time did the bus the, get there today? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> you sure? The, the okay. brilliant the brilliance of Sam Waldo Hinky, the Invisible Man. Uh, they ought to do a remake of the movie The Invisible Man, and Sam Hinky can star in that movie. Excuse me, Sam. Where is Waldo? Waldo Hinky. They schedule a news conference. Now this can't be the PR department. They schedule it for tomorrow with a player that we knew was here three weeks ago. That the player involved in the trade for Noel was already introduced two weeks ago in New Orleans. They bring him in. It's a non-story. And they have it the day that the Eagles begin to go on the practice field. And do you know who cares about this? Nobody. You. No, I don't. The, the only people. No, I saw it because you know what I'm going to do? One way or another. You, nobody cares about your yeah, marketing it, advice for the Sixers. No, well, I, nobody cares. You know who cares about? No. Not my advice, but yeah. about marketing? Scott O'Neill. Because Scott's okay. got to sell that garbage. Uh, but you and know that what? is stone-cold garbage. No, but here is the truth. The truth is, <laughs> is that it's unsellable unless they're good. So the person in that organization that is in charge of making them good should do whatever the hell he wants until they're good. He's running around with t-shirt guns and, and mascots and this don't and forget, that. And don't phone forget calls, the confetti at the end of the game. Confetti and phone calls. <laughs> and you want to know what? Because they sucked. Nobody showed up. So Scott O'Neill job is going to be a lot easier if the team is good. So right now, whether Nerlens Noel is introduced two weeks ago or tomorrow during your precious Eagles training camp that no one can even watch anyway, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Okay, what you does are complaining matter? about things that matter to you, no. but not to Sixers No, I fans. don't care because I will not run one second of that tomorrow so night don't. on the news. It, they no, obviously don't one, care. Because it's not news. But it's, they don't care. But here's the point. Last week, yes. for four days, mm-hmm. 
We had no sports in this town other than an all-star game. And really, that's not our town because they would, the, the, you the Phillies players. You continue to talk Let about me, things oh, that I'm you speaking care now. about. I'm speaking now. Okay. Okay. There was nothing going on. All right. The perfect time for a team. Right. If they, if they, then don't have the news conference. Perfect if you time want, for a team for it, what? Then don't have a news conference. For you. You're no. talking about for no. you. No, it has nothing to do not with the me. team. It's, yes. It no, has if, to, if, this if, is marketing no, lessons with Howard Eskin. No one cares. Why are they having a news conference. Just so the Sixers beat writers stop complaining that they don't have any quotes no. to run. Why are they having a column? news conference to introduce their newest player that we knew was here three weeks ago? Okay. Okay. When you do that, yes, their stories will be buried in the newspaper because it'll be all the Eagles right. for pages. But Let me ta- finish. What's right? the point? Get to your point. Uh, the point is... The point is it's harder for you to do your job. Sam Hankin... No, I can do... I have all the Eagles. I don't have to run that show. why are you bringing they it up? garbage. Why are you bringing garbage. it up? Garbage. Why are you bringing it up? Because because, because you stupid. can't stand that they're smarter no, than you. No, because you they're can't stupid. stand it. They're stupid. Sam Hinkie knows stupid. more Waldo about basketball. Sam Hinkie knows more about basketball in yesterday than you will know in your entire life, and it drives you crazy that you don't know what you, he's doing. You are out of control. It drives you crazy. No, I- I am not crazy. Just like Chip Kelly intimidated you know, all you guys you, before you knew him. No, before, before he was here to kiss all of your asses, you all hated him. Yeah. You all couldn't. Yeah, right. True or false. When it looked like Chip Kelly wasn't coming to the Eagles, you all bad-mouthed him. Thank God he's I not thought he coming was here. Right. I, I thought right. he was Talk afraid. Trash tra- and then he comes okay. here okay. and everything's okay. okay. Right? No, no he... Well, Do you tell him to his face no, that he was okay. afraid? It wasn't okay. Do you tell him to his face that it was good that he didn't come here? All you Eagles, right? All you Eagles no, guys, I, we're all talking about that. If you it was want great me to tell Chip him, if that'll make you happy, right? Because I you guys tell don't have I any thought guts. He was chicken you about guys don't have here. guts like what? that. Because sure you're scared of smart people. I, I talk people. to coaches like that scared all the time. Scared of smart people. No, it's just, you're scared of smart people. You are so clueless. You are so clueless. You are so clueless. Scared of smart people. So clueless. You should start a twelve-step program. Go back to the point when I saw the when I saw the release today of the Sixers having a news conference. You know what my immediate reaction was what who cares and yet you're bringing it up to me at 11 35 you night. care right see it's not me it's you no you care about ca- no. you care that we mention it because you defended their no, stinking ass i don't care you defend him no i don't he care that is you a nerd it. no he's a nerd he's invisible he's walled he out he is too smart he has for no you. idea how to connect with this city this is freaking Philadelphia. Well, you know what? This is not Let me Houston, tell you something. Where there's Let me tell you something. Your celebrity, your celebrity PR guy, GM Ruben Amaro, can run around doing interviews as he ruins the franchise. And Howie Roseman can do his stupid interviews outside of Novacare, lying to you guys, giving empty quotes. What if, while they are he empty says quotes. What if, nothing. But they're not lies. You are an idiot. What's because that? You they said are they lies. Were, no, they're not. They were empty quotes. That's exactly what they were. Empty quotes. And you guys stood out there like a bunch of goons recording him. No, Have fun in no, Novacare. See, here's the Have difference. Have fun You've talking gotta to him. you got to listen in case he does say something. Oh, that sounds what like the a job fun is. job. That's what the sounds job is. Like you go listen hey, to two you know hours what? of Howie Roseman it's, talking. It, it, I said tonight on... Uh, when I talked to my producer, I yeah. said, Howie Roseman, that was a lot of BS. Okay, well, okay. I, I, okay. afternoon well spent. Okay. Sitting outside no, of Novacare no, for Howie because Roseman because to Nick say Foles nothing. Because Nick Foles actually said he seemed more confident in himself. Oh, okay. He spoke about... 
you ask him a question, and he was to me. I was impressed with his response, oh. and that's what you listen for guys that Ooh. say something. I don't run empty quotes like we do on the stinking updates here, like they do on television. They're empty quotes. That's an, Howie Roseman is an empty quote, but he's not a liar. And for you to say that, you're ignorant he lies because in you are intimidated. How about this? You are intimidated by the real media, and some of them the are real good. media. Yeah. Okay. So you running your two minutes of sports on Fox is the real media, two and a half. but me talking for four hours is not. Well, I, everybody here on, okay. on the air talks for a long period of time. Okay, right. No, what we do here on the air how, is How am nonsense. I not the real media? I put out more media than you do in a day? Well, well my point oh. is, my point is, they're the they're the media, and you're complaining about the media. No, they're only doing no, their job. No, I'm not. You see, you don't understand what I was complaining about. Here's what about. people are interested in. I'm going to shut up people, your mic. Uh, okay, well that's fine. Here's what people are interested. in. They're interested in the Eagles. Yeah, but and, I, that's great. They I know things, they are. And I don't you're changing the discussion. Not, no, I don't. But you call them a liar. No, and that's wrong. They all lie in public. Uh, they all lie. Uh, the, at sometimes they, they do. Lie. At, at times they okay, do. I right. agree with that. And Ruben Amaro does nothing but lie when he talks about buying. And selling, and who he's going to trade, and who he's not. Because they're not going to do. They're not going to do either. But he he made an honest comment yesterday, which I told you guys off the air. Wow, one comment. He's got three catchers. And somebody asked him why he's got the third catcher, because we don't have anybody in the farm system better than the third catcher. That is an honest indictment of his farm system. You have a a you have a a a misperception about what I. Yes, about what I think the Sixers should do and why they do it. See, your problem is that you think I want everybody to talk about the Sixers. No. And your problem is that you think that I think you should run Sam Hinkie quotes. I don't care. No, I don't care about. I don't care about whether I talk about it now. I don't care about whether I talk about it in the midnight hour. I don't care when his press Here, conference is. Here's what we do. Hang on. I have all day. To listen to his press conference, his as do you. His BS, as to his, his non comments, as you as would say. do you. My point I'm not from the beginning. My point, because you don't understand it. My point from the beginning is that people like you and people like the morning show and people like the beat writers with in this one specific instance. I'm not talking about the Eagles in this instance. I'm not talking about the Phillies. I'm not talking about the Flyers. In this instance, you guys saying that the Sixers are being unfair to their fans no, by not, not talking. Well, okay, that's part of what I said. Right. Okay. You, those fans that you're talking about do not feel that way. And you saying that. To the dopes that talk to you. Because they want to side with you. No. Here's the. It, I, no, I. Okay, I, I, so when the Sixers try to, when Scott O'Neill or anybody else mm-hmm. that tries to sell tickets, yep. you know what I do if, if, if their ticket office calls me to renew my season tickets? Hey, listen. I got nothing to say to you. Cancel. Okay. Okay. And then when the Sixers come at you what and they that? try to promote selling tickets and say it's fun. No, it's not fun because they suck. That is and they, not they, what I'm not talking about. telling us why they it's suck. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, if you can't figure out why they're bad, then, then you're the I, one that I needs can't to figure go it out. read a book. But, I, it's but easy what to these other guys do that bad. you complain about... You've got to embrace the city a little bit to try to at least during what's going to be a horrible year for them. And, well, let me tell and, you and something. I understand that. Chip under- Kelly's visit to Wing Bowl isn't going to mean squat if they're 0-4. Yo, and Philly! that's the I'll truth. bet you they're not 0-4. No, but that's... I'm already going to beat you on the quarterback bet. You, 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 don't, you don't know how to follow. You, you, you're so, you get so confused. Don't, don't stutter. Don't you get stutter. so confused. 
You get so confused by... You're intimidated by smart people. And, <laughs> and let me tell you something. Rich Hoffman wrote a column about six weeks ago about the fact that this city is intimidated by people like Chip Kelly and Sam Hinkie because they're smart. And you are one of those people. So now you agree with the media by, person. So you ripped no, the media. No, and now I you ri- agree with one that lays out what you believe is correct. Yes, that's so, what people so do. They agree with on people your Let, let that me just give you a them. clue about what we do at this radio station and what we do in the sports world. We want things to talk about. I'm Granted, here all day at this radio I know, station, I, I, I my know, And I get it. I yeah. get it. But you're not on the air all day, and I understand that. Nor are okay. you. No, I'm not. Okay. But, but what we do, but I do things every day I uh, don't. on television. No, no, no. On te- to try to present it to the people. So do but, I. Okay. I, I, I endure it on the website. Right. I get all that. Yeah. But in this town where the Phillies are done, uh-huh. uh, and they are done, yeah. where there was nothing going on, right. we cover sports. On our website, yeah. on WIP, you cover sports. And I find stuff to write want, about every day. I know, but you want content, don't you? Don't yes. you? Okay. Now, with the Sixers, they are one of the four major franchises See, in this city. You're talking about they, what the they media not? wants, are, no, not no, what no, the no, fans no, no. want. Because no. you guys are selfish no. and wrapped up in your own head. The Sixers head. have stolen the you basketball team You're more the important than the band. No, than the you're teams. wrong. You're and you think you're wrong. more important than the, the fans. The Sixers have stolen pro basketball you, from the fans. You think because they what have made this team in the last couple of years irrelevant. And then Sam Waldo Hinkie, that ridiculous nerd, is making it more he is Waldo you're name is calling invisible. because you don't have anything intelligent to say I or, I 94 WIP I sports time is 1140 comments. I'm Sue Schilling with this 2020 sports update. Major League Baseball has suspended Milwaukee Brewers outfielder Ryan Braun without pay for the remainder Football. He's in! This is the new Sports Radio 94 WIP. Average IQ in the studio went up about 35 points now that I'm alone. Uh, I'm Spike asking, coming up at midnight, um, we're going to, as I talk about Eagles, we will get a report from uh, from all that happened at Eagles training camp today. So that'll happen coming up at, uh, at midnight. Um, Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 in your AT&T cell. Hey, the world's largest bubble bath is coming up. It's the day after my birthday. It's like a birthday present for me. August 8th at Steven Singer Jewelers looking for a couple to get married in the bubble bath with Angelo Cataldi leading the ceremony. Can you imagine? How could a woman turn you down? How could she ever turn you down? You say, hey, I want to get married in a bubble bath with Angelo Cataldi. Uh, enter, tell us why you want to get married in the bubble bath at cbsphilly.com slash bubbles. Now that, uh, that argument, um, that I just had with, uh, my father, Howard Eskin, who stopped by about the Sixers, comes on the tail end. I don't want to fight about this anymore. I'm so exhausted about fighting about this anymore. Uh, the disagreement I had with Angelo and Rhea Hughes on Friday, um, that was about 12 minutes long, but Dave Uram has turned into a best of segment that went sort of like this. 
fans care about whether the team is good or bad. That's not true. The that's simply not or, true. It you is don't true. have a job if that's all. Because me, you know what? No, 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 no. What if fans only cared about wins or losses? They would watch the game or pick up the newspaper and check the win and loss column. They care about other things, so they listen to us. They read your articles. They go nuts on Twitter because they care about everything. They can't just get that from wins and losses. But they've been caring about everything with the Sixers since the draft. There were people watching Summer League uh, at Sun- on Sunday. I was talking to you about That's this. That's why yeah. season tickets are down 50% because no, they I, care so with that. There's, there's, a, there's a huge, I will 100% admit, there's a huge, there's a, a big disconnect between interest level and ticket buying with the Sixers. The interest level has to be very, very high, and that is when they're very, very good. It's not when Adam Aaron is talking. It's not when they have t-shirt guns. It's not when the CEO is accessible. It's when they're good. And let me tell you something. If they don't make one comment to the media over the next year and a half, and they get the top pick in next year's draft, and end up with a young and promising team, people right. will want to talk about them, and they'll go to the games you know because what? they're if good. If they do talk, they'll want to talk about them a hell of a lot more. How how is there Bob Cooney supposed to get to know Sam Hinkie if he won't talk to him? But but that's not my that's that, how, you're no, missing. How is you he supposed to get point. to know him? You are missing how my is, point. He's if supposed to go actually, talk to other people. Rhea, if you had read no, my article, I re- what oh, I said was screw what I you, Spike. What, I read your article. Why do you think I booked you? What I said was in the article. I understand. You want to talk about a lazy comment? What I if you read my article? What I no, said I was you can time. kiss my ass, Spike. <laughs> Uh, and that, <laughs> that's sort of how it ended. By the way, just in case you're wondering, even though we were all being passionate and honest about it, everything's fine. We're all getting along. Uh, but, you know, it gets heated every once in a while. Much what like, are you? <laughs> Dave, producer Dave Yarov has been dying all night. To, do you want to do it again? You, might you as well. can Sorry. kiss my ass, Mike. <laughs> there you go. He's been dying to do that all night. My original point was not that teams do not create interest by talking. My original point was at this point, this point in Sixers land, that I talk to Sixers fans every day, tons of them every day, and none of them complain that Hanky doesn't talk right now. None of them. Everyone knows what's going on. They all know what's going on. They all know the rebuilding. They all know. Would they listen to him if he talks? Sure. Would it be great if he talks? Sure. But um, I was reading a lot and hearing a lot that um, of media members saying that uh, that fans were upset that Sam Hankey wasn't talking. And my point when I wrote what I wrote for CBS Philly and my point to Angelo and Rhea and my point to my father just now, even though he kept uh, changing the subject, was that. Right now, in this particular situation, Sixers fans don't don't care. They they they're just not angry about it. They're not angry about that. Um, yeah, it's partially because the team's bad. It's partially because they know the team's going to be bad moving forward. But it's also because they sort of think that this general manager knows what he's doing uh, because he has a, a history of know what he's knowing what he's doing. Everyone that talks about him talks about how smart he is, um, and, and and that's why. And that's sort of how they that how that how that whole thing happened. And I'm I'm sort of glad it's over because I don't have much of a voice left. Screw what you, Spike. What? Thank you. Uh, coming up next of Bleeding Green Nation, Jimmy Kemsky comes on and tells us what it was like waiting outside the NovaCare facility today for the rookies to show up. Uh, looking for your calls, too. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494. Uh, I'm Spike Yeskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1154. Don't be with the on actual model Joseph. See dealer for full details. 
family Chrysler Jeep Dodge is Philadelphia's payment reduction junction in the Philadelphia Airport Auto Mall. Getting you out of that old car and into a new Chrysler Jeep Dodge or Ram with a lower payment. That's our function. Only family right now during our summer clearance event can make that happen for you. Plus, you can drive home with no money down. All price to sell at family. We need to clear out every vehicle. How about a new Dodge Dart for as low as $89 per month or a new 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee for as little as $229 per month. Over 300 new and used vehicles to choose from, plus 0% financing, credit issues, no problem. We've got you covered. Don't miss this opportunity. This month only, come visit Philadelphia's Payment Reduction Junction. Family Chrysler Jeep Dodge in the Philadelphia Airport Auto Mall right off I-95. The Geeter, Jared Blavitt here with a reminder that when you buy, lease, or service your car, at Family Chrysler Jeep Dodge, you are truly more than a customer. You are family. Online anytime at FamilyAutos.com. Pond Lee Hockey, the unmistakable name in workers' compensation and Social Security disability. You can see it in their eyes. Putting the focus on you. Making sure you get the medical treatment and support you need. You can feel it in their handshake. Assurance that someone has your back. Someone who won't let you down. And you can see it in the way they walk, confident and ready to fight for you. There are many law firms in Philadelphia, but only one Pond Lee Hockey. Call us at 215-568-7500. If you've been hurt on the job or can't work due to illness or injury, know this. No one will work harder for you. No one. Call 215-568-7500. Unbreakable. Unshakable Pond Lee Hockey. Unmistakable. An unmistakable fact. Pond Lee Hockey has secured many of the highest workers' compensation settlements in Pennsylvania history. Hi, this is Angelo Cataldi. For years now, you have heard me raving about my friends at PJ Fitzpatrick. Let's be honest, all right? You should really call PJs and not the other guys. PJs uses only trusted name brand products and provides lifetime warranties. You heard me correctly. Lifetime warranties. They really are the most trusted name of windows, siding, roofing, gutters, doors, and windows. Call 888-432-2880 or go to TrustPJ.com. Now, this summer has already been one of the rainiest ever. You may need a new roof. You can get a free upgrade to a premium shingle worth $2,000. PJ's also offers a $249 minor repair special or 10% off any major repair. Also, PJ Fitzpatrick's offers 0% interest special financing for the life of your loan. Remember, certain restrictions apply with all offers. Call 888-432-2880 to find out more about one of my favorite companies, PJ Fitzpatrick's. I'm Nick Soboleski, a Select Quote agent with a true story of how Select Quote goes to bat for you buying term life insurance. A while back, a man called me who had had prostate cancer. He asked if I could beat a very high quote another life insurance agent had given him. I said, let me see. Well, I took his pertinent information, then shopped the highly rated, price-competitive companies we represent, and found one who pre-approved him for a premium way below what he had been quoted. When it comes to term life insurance, no other company touches select quotes, experience, and expertise in finding the right policy at the right price for almost anyone. How about you? For your free quote, call 1-800-500-1690. That's 1-800-500-1690. 1-800-500-1690. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. 
you say. Disclaimers at cnctaxprogram.com. If the IRS claims you owe back taxes, you could qualify for a special tax program and you won't make any payments to the IRS. That's right. I said if you qualify for the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Get ready to write down the most important number you may ever need to finally end your IRS nightmare. This toll-free number should only be used if you can't afford to pay any money to the IRS. Call 800-943-0542 now to see if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you're accepted, the IRS must stop all collection activities against you. No more threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments or bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Just call 800-943-0542 now to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. You won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call 800-943-0542 now. That's 800-943-0542. 800-943-0542. Again, 800-943-0542. ChapmanSellsChevys.com. Huh? ChapmanSellsChevys.com. Oh, that's where you go for the latest and greatest deals on every new Chevy and quality pre-owned vehicle. Yeah. ChapmanSellsChevys.com. Hey, this is Spike Eskin. Check out Sports Talk Unfiltered each week at CBSPhilly.com slash unfiltered. Powered by Martin Water Conditioning. You don't want your sports talk filtered, but your water better be. WIPFMHD1 Philadelphia. Chip Kelly's first OTAs and mini camps are complete. The first preseason game is 18 days away. Who will be the Eagles' starting quarterback? There's a lot of evaluations that still need to be done. Live from the Tasty Cake Studios, where Eagles football happens. The football concludes. The Eagles have it. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Nerds are welcome on my show. There is no... I'm not going to discriminate against nerds. I'm not saying the next guest is that at all. I'm just saying you're allowed to be smart on this radio show, at least for the next two hours. I don't know what Big Daddy Graham's rule is. But no, not allowed to be smart, or is there no Big Daddy Graham? No nerds. Okay. <laughs> so if you consider yourself a nerd, next two hours are pretty much your safe haven. Uh, I'm Spike Eskin. Uh, one thing I was talking to uh, Mr. Uh, Howard Eskin about was-